You're listening to the Talkie Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. I'm from the TalkieSpirit.com website, where we have all of our great anime content, new and old, and our great community in the form links at the top. It's from anime fans, for anime fans. Uh, but today we are doing a review on Wake Up Girls. Yes, we're doing it again. <laughs> well, technically, Chris, you, did you do a review on the podcast? I want to say I it? did. I, I know that I watched it. It was quite a, quite a, quite a time back, but yeah. What would that have been, like, 2015 or 2014? It would have been like one that. of our first. Wake up, girls. See if it's... Well, I guess I can look at our review button <laughs> and look under W's, Andrew. Uh, uh, yes, he did a review. It's on the podcast uh, for Winter 2014 Reviews Part 4. So if you want to hear his original review of that one, which probably was... let me Let me just summarize it. I love this show. <laughs> it was about that time where you kept doing that. He hasn't done that in a while, but it was about that time. Cute girls, music, and the panty shot at the beginning. That's, that's probably his review, but you can check that out if you want to. But yeah, I'm doing a review now. Chris is, Chris is like, did a little bit of a refresher on it, and he watched the movie with me because he never watched right. the movie. Never watched the movie. And so I got really confused because I went right back into the series again because I bought both the movie and the series. And I'm like, I'm confused again. And Chris is like, watch the movie. I'm like, but I I totally thought the movie was released after the series. So I'm like, I just want to watch it as it was. Re- and sure enough, it, the movie came out first. It was like a a promo pilot episode that was extended long. And then they, the rest of the series kind of continued right after its conclusion, which was you uh, don't really need You don't really need the movie, but it does make it feel a little bit more complete watching the movie first. Okay, if you're if you're simple-minded like Andrew and you get confused easily, you'll want to watch the movie first because I was completely confused both times I tried to watch this show. <laughs> and I want to say that was partly the reason why I stopped watching it the first time I tried to watch it was just a... I don't even know who these characters are. They're referencing something that happened. They keep showing this clip of this pr- uh, president that, who's a total whack job uh, yelling about something. And it's like, okay, I don't... I feel like I'm jumping onto a carriage as it's rolling, and I don't know where it came from or where it's going. So, anywho, but yeah, we're doing a review for Wake Up Girls, the movie, Wake Up Girls, the TV series, and like I said, Chris is fresh on the movie. I'm fresh on the movie. I watched the series here recently. Chris did a little refresher on it. uh, I only got up to episode seven or eight. You can check out his full review if you check it out. And plus, most of the stuff I'm going to say is probably going to trigger memories for him, and so I don't think it'll be that much of a problem, but... 
uh, yeah, it's a 52 minutes long movie, and then the series is 12 episodes. Uh, and I basically got caught up on this when I don't even know when I'm going to release this podcast episode. I probably release this podcast episode like after the second season comes out. But I watched it because the second season's coming, and I want to be able to watch that as it comes out. Uh, but yeah, it's the original series, uh, the movie premiered back in January of 2014, and then like I said, the series kind of continued on right after that one kind of ended. Uh, the studio is uh, Tats- Tatsunoko Production and Ordit. I think I spelled that right. I might have spelled that wrong. Uh, but Tatsunoko Production is the main company. Uh, the source is it's an original. It's it's kind of like all the other ones, like, uh, you know, Su- uh, Love Live and Cinderella Girls. They kind of do like a cross-media thing where they do an app and they do actual idols that sing each of these roles and voice act the roles. Uh, so it's kind of similar in that area where it's kind of a m- multimedia project. Uh, the genres are drama and music, of course, because it's an aisle show. So it's got to be drama and music, as always. Uh, the interesting people that worked on this is director uh, Yutaka Yamamoto, who worked on directorial work for Kanagi, Lucky Star, script and directing for certain episodes. Uh, Sinyu and Air TV did some episode directing for that one as well. And the scriptwriter is Toko Machida, who she did uh, script work for Inari Konkon Koiroha, and some episodes of Kuromokoro, uh, some of the episodes for Snafu, and Akamega Kill, and Lucky Stars. So, there you go. Lucky Star, sorry. Uh, but yeah, this one basically follows... Uh, the re- original movie basically opens up where uh, this production studio is currently working with different actors and stuff like that. And at some point, the president, uh, Junko, she sees this advertisement just after somebody just quit. <laughs> Seen an advertisement on... Or this little showing of idols on the television and she says okay this is what i want to do we need to make an idol group so this random production group in the middle of nowhere decides they want to build an idol team and so she sends her her lackey matsuda out to find random girls on the street (laughs) to cute girls to bring in and uh audition to become part of their their new uh idol group and of course, he's gone around find all these girls. They think he's an absolute creep, as usually happens with these poor producers. Um, but they eventually pull, pull together this group of uh, seven girls because the producer run, or this president really badly wants seven uh, because, of course, three on each side, and they sent her. And she puts her eyes also on this girl named uh, Mayu, who Mayu was a previous member of a very, very popular. Uh, idol team in Tokyo called iClub, or I1 Club. I1. Mm-hmm. And uh, I Mayu had quit the club and had moved away and, of course, into this town, and so she's pretty much desperate to have this girl be their center. And so they make the team, and they go out to produce. The TV, of course, the movie kind of ends with them doing a performance. The TV series kind of opens up with them in a fiasco because the pre- president disappears, um, and they're kind of left with some bills. They're not quite sure what they're going to do. Everybody's kind of wondering if they're going to continue doing what they're doing. Uh, but they all kind of come back together to, you know, be, still continue on to be idols as they move on. And eventually it kind of gets back into uh, I-1 Club and a eventual rivalry to the big performance, so to speak. Uh, yeah, so this is the this is the, the Wake Up Girls that Chris kept telling me I have to watch. Yep. He kept pounding it in my head every time I talked about any idol show, every time I reviewed any idol show, Chris is like, you have to watch Wake Up Girls. And so I'm maybe it's because I got such high hopes because of how much he wanted me to watch it. Um, but yeah, it was a, it's, it's an interesting one kind of going into. The, the, the big, huge takeaway that I have going into the series was that from the get-go, 
I thought this was going to be like a huge commentary on idols because it kind of gets gross at the beginning. Um, at the and of course again it, this is jumping into the TV series, but the movie they go do one performance out in the middle of uh, this park and <laughs> following up a, a was it death metal band <laughs> right yeah and they they do a performance and they're supposed to usually wear these uh, these bloomers or whatever some kind of uh, thing under their skirts and they decide that they're going to uh, just perform without them. Uh, which was kind of funny because it it made it out like it was a gross thing, but at the in the movie I don't know if it's a mistranslation, but one of the girls just kind of openly says, "Hey, a, a free shot of our fan service is free," and it's like, okay, so it sounds like they're okay with this, uh, but they they you know they're bouncing around their their skirts kind of fly up, and that kind of leads into this whole thing with the very beginning of the series that this pseudo guy that they kind of hire seems to be all in the idea of wanting to help them be discovered because they're just a no-name group and so he's making them do like really kind of gross things he's having them dress up in bikinis and and uh do all these little games with these people at i don't know where it was it was like a inn or something like that it was kind of like a gentleman's club type thing and they're they're making them do like things like okay we're gonna play king or whatever and we're gonna make them kiss uh this random guy that's in the room and it it got really kind of gross in that regard and so I was like I was really thinking the show was gonna get really hard hitting and really dive into uh these girls dealing with these very mature and inappropriate things that these these people were kind of pushing them through in order to be discovered or you you can't make it big like that was Sudo's whole thing was. You can't make it big unless you're willing to put yourself out and and discover these kind of things. And so I was really kind of thinking it was going to do something really, really hard hitting with this kind of stuff. But it seemed like not even, you know, two episodes into the series, it kind of just goes away from that stuff. And it completely forgets about that kind of those kind of things. And it kind of moves into, okay, let's explore each one of these characters and let's dive into the final rivalry, which is I won club hit the hit the the main mystery behind Mayu and why she left and conclude. So while it still kind of touches on the the difficulties of the idol team, the idol uh, experience, like, you know, working together, choreography, uh, dancing right, singing right, about all it deals with towards the later parts is this guy, the I1 clubs or the, I think it's just I club is the actual full company, but they have different sects like I1, I2, and I think... Um, but this iClub group and how like militarizing it is because it has like this room full of 200 girls constantly having to dance and exercise and and if they step out of line a single bit they're on camera and the guy comes out and kicks them out and the, calls them all by numbers because he doesn't know that their names are it like it just seems like a little bit over to the top for me it felt really cheesy but it just felt like okay that's really all it's doing is saying that it, there's this sect word they're just numbers and uh, they're overworked and they're treated like uh, like numbers and mistreated and forced to do things and pushed and pushed and pushed and they can't keep up until they finally break or their family is ruined by it and then they kind of move on with their lives. So it, it, it really didn't seem like it was willing to do – it seemed like it was going to do something at first but then all it kind of turned into was like this really it, – it didn't I, – I mean I, I'm – there's probably a company out there somewhere in Japan that treats them like that and has this big open room of 200 girls, but I don't know of it. I've never heard of something like that, but I, I can see certain elements of that maybe just over-exaggerated, maybe is what they're trying to do. But that was really the kind of... The issue I kind of had going into it is that I, I guess I got too focused on, okay, wow, this is looking to do something and say something 
but then it doesn't really do anything with it or just kind of, like I said, it hits it out right off the bat and it kind of walks away from it. So putting that aside, I don't want to, I don't want to make this big old thing about it trying to say something when maybe they weren't intending it to say something. Uh, the, the show itself, I think it, it did well in kind of going from beat to beat. It, it kind of opens up, bring the team together, hit each one of the characters issues they're kind of dealing with currently go off to the big bad at the end. I think it does that very well. Um, I didn't really have any points at which I was kind of bored. It was it was very enjoyable. I like the characters. It's a great cast. They all they all have a very distinct quirkiness about them, which I really enjoy. Um, I enjoy Miu and her her little goofy way of speaking. She works at a maid cafe and she has a goofiness about her. She has a dessing thing going on. Uh, Mayu, I I liked her. I think she was a little bit. I think she has her reasons for being the way she is, and I think that was really enduring for her character. Uh, definitely Nanami, or, uh, Minami is probably best girl. W- who's your best girl, by the way? M- Minami. Okay. <laughs> she, she absolutely, she absolutely shined, uh, out of the entire show. I mean, that, that, that's one of the things that, for me, uh, the, this cast of characters absolutely grabbed my heart, and, and, and I, I, I remember several times, gee, even in the, in the rewatching of it, where I'm, I'm nearly in full-on tears, especially, um, the, uh, uh, when a certain person is kicked out and and all that stuff that that just I, I just finished that and I was absolutely in tears from that scene. So, yeah, the, this this cast of characters absolutely shines out of this show. I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think uh, Manami's really cute. I, I like her. She's a very kind of go with the flow kind of character. So when like something's presented, they were, they were talking about different types of uh, they were getting different tracks of uh, music they can do, and one was like a like a you know you like kind of I forget what they call it Inca uh, Inca yeah and she's like just goes right with it starts singing along with it she's like okay let's do this um, she's just got a cute personality like that and I enjoyed her little story with the the elderly people and um, what was it the quote was like uh, we're weathered flower you you illuminated yeah, us when we were flowers. withering away uh, you illuminated us while we were withering away or something like that because so she's really the cute. sun and that's why they chose yellow for her color yep spoilers. <laughs> it's just really 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 cute characters um i the, the only difficulties i have really is like kaya i don't think they really did much with her at all i mean yeah it gets into like her where she was from but they didn't seem like they did much with it besides play off of mayu which was kind of sad to have a character's whole purpose is to kind of play is to present another character's story um i felt like that was a little bit cheaped out in that character um Heidi was probably the one that, besides Minami, that actually had a lot going for her. Because Minami technically had two elements to her story. One being her ability to speak out, and one being her the people that she's with. Heidi uh, was another one that had a lot of depth going with it, because it was really about, okay, somebody that can't really, uh, doesn't really have any skills, going off and being an idol, and if that would be allowed. I mean, at some point you're going to hit a, a wall and realize that you're maybe not cut out for this. So she was she did well in that that regard. I think the so it's like I I enjoy their cute characters. I enjoy a lot what they did with them, but I think it's just um, maybe it's just the fact that it was only twelve episodes and you have seven characters to kind of deal with and go into the kind of final climactic buildup uh, that kind of hurt them a little bit and trying to present these characters to have something kind of uh, well development with them. Maybe that's something that will help when they get into the second season. Maybe we'll get more out of them. Um, I know they're talking about more characters coming in, so I'm not sure if they're going to actually have enough time to deal with any kind of more development with them, but it is nice that uh, there was 
besides the main cast, you also had some other characters that did some, uh, they did some cool things with. I, I kind of enjoyed my Asaka, who was like this character they bring in that says, you know, I worked for iClub and I want to work with these girls. So give me full control over them. I can fire them or whatever I want to do. Uh, because he was kind of a character that he was more than meets the eye, I guess is the best thing I say. I mean, it, at, at face value, it's like, oh, here's this guy. He's going to push them and push them and push them. But then there's reasons for what he's doing, what he's doing. Um, there's actual uh, credits to why he'd want to do that. So I enjoyed that there was more to him than what kind of met the eye, which kind of sucks because it seems like he has more to him than the president or uh, Matsuda, the the guy that has her lackey. I think if anybody was kind of a waste of a character, it would be Matsuda. I sadly, I, it, 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 it's frustrating because he's kind of he's the, a straight man. That's really yeah, all he, it seemed like he, he really was. was. And I mean, even the the Taicho or the boss or whatever you want, I thought oh, she as hell. she came off as a complete horrid character at the beginning, and I. Even as as she it was came, always a horde character. Always well, no, she every once in a while she had those little cool little moments that here and there. Like I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, beating up pseudo does not that, make up for that. All that it. was an awesome moment. <laughs> Her coming in and beating but, up some random person did not make up for it. But yeah, Hayasaka, I I agree. He was absolutely. He was the one that I was asking you about at one point. I said, did you get to see the the other? Um, uh, music producer or something like that he kind of turns into a choreography type guy but he was he was the one that i was kind of interested in seeing what you thought of him because he came off i hate hated him at first oh yeah and and when when his his story or when when things start showing up for him it was like okay this guy's kind of cool i like him but yeah it's it's one of those things it's the I think that there was some really solid character stories in this show, and I think that's why it works so well for me. Yeah, I think the one more unfortunate things about the characters is really the eye, the eye club, because it it really just seemed like it seemed like they wanted to do something with Mayu and them, but it, again, didn't have much time to work with. So in the end, it kind of just comes across as okay, here's the evil bad rivals, and here's the the rival, the the person that's in the rival group that still supports Mayu and okay ending it, it i i so badly wanted more out of those characters but the time didn't really get that's like uh love live and stuff like that where you have a rival group and it it does enough with them that you go i want to root for these characters too but i don't have i can't because i'm working with these characters um and i didn't really get that with this one because it didn't have enough time to really do it because whenever it was dealing with iClub, it was the iClub guy standing up there yelling at the kids and telling them to get out of the room. It's like you could have spent that time really getting into the characters, not spend 90% of the time with the guy yelling on his speakerphone and then 10% of the time showing the girls on the side talking after they got yelled at. (laughs) They didn't give enough time to actually work with them. Um, Outside of that, I think the only other thing that I kind of noticed with this show that was kind of different than the other ones is that it kind of did a pretty cool job of... uh, kind of shied showing the uh the fans of the characters uh it was mainly that kino yoshi guy that you kind of see right off the bat that notices that mayu is in the group um he kind of sticks with them on the side throughout the entire show showing how he's kind of rounding up people uh gathering support and then going out into their final performance and really kind of chanting and and uh dealing with people and their negative feedback towards Wake Up Girls just because Mayu used to be in iClub and left to go and now is joining another group, like a traitor character. 
um, because that is something that you kind of see a lot in these kind of idol shows is the the traitor character. I mean, I just watched <laughs> I just watched 18 IF and they had an episode for idols and they had the whole traitor thing going with that one too. So it kind of reminded me of it is just this element of people that are just turn tail very quickly and start destroying somebody based off of some choice they make or they jump on the bandwagon that somebody hates that somebody made a decision and then everybody destroys their credibility just because they don't like the actions that they take. And th- that is one element of the idol sphere that you kind of see a lot of. I was speaking to somebody the other day about uh, idols and how you know they can't have relationships because then they can't be for their fans. Um, those kind of things are an element of Japanese uh, idols, and that is one of those kind of unique, unique things about it, but at the same time is one of those things that's kind of upsetting about it. Uh, and I think they kind of dabble that a little bit as well with my story that I kind of enjoyed as well. So, yeah. Um... <laughs> I enjoyed the series. I, I think it was a good, uh, a good solid um, idol series. Um, I was hoping it would be a little more hard hitting than I first expected it to be. I thought I was really going to start saying statements about uh, the idol scene, but in the end, it kind of just turned into uh, let's hit the girls and then do our usual routine of tropes for idol shows and come to its conclusion. But um, I think it did well enough in all that it kind of pulled off, and it kind of gets me a little bit excited for the the second season coming around. So. Are you excited for a second season? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, just going through it the second time, I just, like I said, a lot of tears, and I I remember why I love the show so much, so, yeah. I did find it really odd, and I don't know if you noticed this when you first watched it, but when they went to do the big reveal of the, the big uh, competition towards the end, the, the iClub guy comes up on the big PA system and starts talking about the reason why he got into being, which was kind of weird, because like, okay, we're going to kill character development with a big bad guy. <laughs> the big reason why he decided to do what he does, and it's this whole thing about, he brings up that, in uh, he brings up September, September uh, 2001 and uh, 9-11, and how there was this big Broadway show that was supposed to happen, and of course the, the terrorist attacks happened in New York, and that they chose to stop the, um, the, the, the play, and uh, then they decided that was the the best time was ever to have a performance is to uh, enlighten or to encourage the people. And I was like, wait, wait, did they, did they just make a reference to 9-11 in an anime show about idols? That's kind of weird, but okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take that that it actually works out. Well, it goes, goes with his character, if you think about it, because of the fact that he is so... What he he strives for is perfection, making sure that and and with his like you were calling him the militaristic training and and I agree it is a very militaristic thing. But what he wants is his his three things was don't don't complain, don't um, uh, don't rest, and uh, something else, and then uh, always always uh, always gratitude or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And and it's. It, it it's that's what these idols are supposed to be doing they're supposed to be entertaining and they're supposed to always be happy of their customers who they're trying to entertain and that so it, it very well fits into him going well we need this in times of strife because you need and that's what one of the things about art that is important is it brings something a a a, a respite to pain yeah, I guess it's just one of those things. It's it's similar to like uh, 
Cinderella Girls and stuff like that, where it seems like there's this character that seems like it's really bad, but at the same time, you realize there's a reason why they are the way they are. And that's always the best, quote unquote, villains is the ones that you kind of uh, see that there's a, a reason for why they are the way they are and that they're in their own mind correct. And that's that's uh, that's cool. But uh, I will say I did get pretty choked up when a particular parent showed up at a performance. The rest of it I didn't really did get she? choked up with. Hmm? Did she? This one, yeah. Well, I'm assuming that's her. Yeah, right? yeah. That's, yeah. That's what I, I, could, I can't remember, so... I can't remember! I haven't gotten that far in the re- rewatch, so... <laughs> so, because people tell us that you have to... You can't shy away from these things, we will do it here. Of course, the big, the big thing that everybody's probably wondering is, okay, Andrew, so where does this put this on your list? Well, I know that you pretty much trashed it so it's going i know down i trashed the whole did. thing huh <laughs> and i'm probably forgetting some so you'll have to forgive me because i have like okay uh the original love live then um so probably cinderella girls i'd put just above the original love live then i'd probably put this show then sun love life sunshine and then uh local doll was it local doll was the name of it yeah, local idol. Yeah, local doll. So where's this one on your list? Um, I'm 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 torn because I would put it up at at the top if it wasn't for um the one that we watched recently that I really really loved. Um, it wasn't Cinderella Girls. It was the other one. Love Life Sunshine. Love Live. Yeah, Love Live. The original I, I, Love Live or Sunshine? I'm going to go with the original Love Live. Okay, thank you. <laughs> because Sunshine, I really, really love. It needs more time, it, and that's, it, that's next season, that's, too. So. And that's w- what I think w- is with this. is if, if This needs another season. I, I, it definitely needs another season, especially well, considering like Cinderella what you were saying. I had two seasons. With Love Live, the original Love Live, I had two seasons. I mean, it, it, it's too hard to put that much stuff in one season. I And, I, and I'm considering what, what you're saying, and I, I think I, I would, I, I strangely agree. Even though there's a lot of really great character moments in this show i do think that it needed that second season to kind of breathe a little bit and kind of um develop these characters a little bit more even and that's putting aside these great character moments i think that this show has excellent character moments love live had even better character moments for me so i'm i'm torn between the two so yeah i think love lives did phenomenally with the characters and it constantly was on the characters i think this one just kind of got away from them too many times i think is the the big thing for me for character wise um i the one thing i didn't really kind of bring up in our review for this one is the visuals and i think that's a huge part of why also i enjoyed cinderella girls and love live more than this one because i think when you're dealing with idle characters cute characters it pays off to have really good animation and good character arts um, I think the character arts themselves are cute, but they are, I agree with some people, kind of samey. Uh, there was a few times where I didn't really know who was who, and that's always a problem. They don't l- really look that distinct from each other sometimes. Um, like uh, Nanami and Minami, uh, they often look the same. Uh, you can't really say that Kaya looks anywhere similar to the rest of them. She was one of the few that really stood out differently than the rest of them. I got Yoshino and Mayu mixed up every now and then. Those two so I could the, agree with. Yoshino the, and, and Mayu were were about the only ones that I would say that I couldn't I couldn't 
keep track of those two. The only one that I could always know it was different also was Iri because her... I don't know if the way that she was recorded, but she sounded off all the time, and I'm not sure why that was. Um, but no, visually, like I said, Love Live, I love the character designs. I love how expressive they are. They pull off the... Uh, basically what most animations do with the chibi characters to make them overly ex- uh, uh, emotional. Uh, they do that with the characters in their normal you know, art style because they're so good at pulling off overly uh eccentric looks to the characters um and also with like uh cinderella girls absolutely beautiful show i love the character designs and the performances were beautiful i mean i keep thinking back to the final performance from uh the second season cinderella girls that floored me i thank you so much i I think at some point i asked you and you maybe you just forgot or whatever you would jokingly say that it had cg in it this one does not have CG animation. Maybe it was something they did with the Blu-ray. Maybe that's why, because you watched it streamed. I don't know if... I, 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 I yeah, remember some time you seen, told me it was I CG. Seen, there is CG in it. I, there I is just CG. It. it was in the, um, in the I, I, I One Club, Club's uh, practice room. Yes. That was the only time that I... Re- and there was one other like really far away shot of the I One Club upon the stage that it showed a little bit of CG. Um, but the performances of the characters were all animated, and I love that. Thank you so much. I love my performances animated. The only problem with this show, there's not that many performances. That's the sad part about it. Is like there's the performance in the movie, and they keep showing that performance throughout the series. Um, they have one where they had one other performance, and then the final performance. There was only like three performances, two that are actually in the TV series, and and the other one being recap from the movie. So that was kind of a little bit of disappointment. The final performance of the characters, which I, I love the songs, by the way. The great, fantastic oh, songs. <laughs> um, that's one thing I'll give this one. I can't say over the rest of this show because I think each one of them has uh, their own flavor between what shows you choose. But this one kind of – I love the songs. And so when I don't see the performances, that's what kind of sucks is their last performance, half the, the actual performance, they were watching – Junko and Matsuda talk about what's going on and with the characters and it's like I want to see the performance I don't care about them staying there staring for five minutes I want to see the performance because it's a cool song um see that was uh disappointing yeah and the only other flip up I would say is that it was kind of goofy that they they did their first performance so perfect and yet the second time they did that same performance they were falling over each other left and right. So I was like, did we suddenly they were forget nervous. To- they had to do, they had to have their little drama involving the one character. You yeah, know, they that. had to have their drama. Yeah. Right. Um, maybe she was being overly conscious because of what she was told. I guess I can give you that. Uh, they hadn't, they hadn't fought yet. They needed to fight. They needed Twink- to fight. Twinkle told them that they needed to fight. Yes. Twinkle was cool. I like that. I like Twinkle. I, I, I kind of, visuals concern i i really thought that it looked really good um i do agree that there was some moments where it was and i i have to sorely agree with andrew on the lack of performances yes i think there was a few more than three but i i will agree with you that there was a lack of them um but i think that the show for the animated them training so at least that's something (laughs) I get to see the performance as a train. Ayasaka demanded that they do three performances a day, and at least one of them was shown. I seen that. I just finished that. 
but yeah, I I do think that it was it, it for the most part it looked really good. I I can think of a couple of scenes where I seen some off model shots, but oh, it was rare because I was going to get to that eventually. That was the big negative that I have for the show. As I can deal with the fact that there's not a performance every two seconds, it sucks. I would love to watch them dance the performances, especially since it's not CG. But the off-modeling was, like, crazy. And I watched the Blu-ray, so I would expect that stuff to kind of get fixed. But if they weren't close up, they were off-model. And that's that was probably one of the other big negatives. If When I was talking about, like, Cinderella Girls and Love Live, I love those shows because of how good they look. And this one just off-model all the time. I did not like that aspect of the show, which... It's going to be a – it's not going to bother most people that watch the show. Like I me? ain't bad about it. <laughs> I didn't think it was but, that bad. <laughs> but they were off model all the time. Characters' eyes being off or just too large for their heads or they're looking sideways and look off. And that was that was a disappointment for me because I'm watching on Blu-ray and I'm expecting it to be, you know, the best quality they're going to have. But they just apparently didn't want to put that much effort into it. So, unfortunate. But like I said, most people probably won't care. <laughs> I just did. I love how I was thinking about talking about that point, and then you bring up how the characters don't look off model. I'm like, no, Chris, no, I was just about to bring that up. Now I feel like a jerk, <laughs> and I'm going to completely disagree with him and talk about how I see it everywhere. Uh, anywho, you have anything else to add now that I... No, every time I say something, you. you start bashing it more. <laughs> well, you can bring up the, the illuminating us while we were withering away, and I'll go, yes, Chris, I agree. That was a sweet... That was way sweet. cute. It was adorable. That was way cute. You have to go perform. Uh, oh, that was that. That was another one of those scenes that made me cry. Yeah, that was pretty rough. Yep. And he had to trip over that wire. Anywho, that's Wake Up Girls, the movie, and Wake Up Girls TV. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this review. Hopefully, I'll get this review up before the ending of the second season. <laughs> I'm trying to get him pushed out. Uh, we have a backlog of little reviews, but uh, yeah. We hope you guys enjoyed this uh, this review. Again, if you want to chime in, if you enjoy the series, agree with me, agree with Chris, disagree with me, disagree with Chris, whatever you want to do, uh, pop up on there our, our forum. We have a thread for this particular podcast episode. You can chime in and let us know what you think. Uh, or you can just find us on our social media links at otakuspirit.com. We have our forum link up there as well. You can join our community, talk to some great people about anime and great things like Wake Up Girls Season 2. But yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed. And you all take care. Oh,